Hi, everybody. You notice a different logo, AOM.world in the background. We are going to be talking about a number of things today. Some of them relate directly to the IT channel world and how partners can make money and end users can save money. And that's part of what AOM World does. You are listening and watching Bowties in Business. I'm your host, Tim Kubiak, and thanks for being here. Once again, everybody, we're going to talk about a number of things, community building, channels, influencers, and all of it tied to IT asset consumption, lifecycle extension, and a greater community that actually I'm part of building. So with that said, I'd like to welcome my friend Harry Brelsford back to the show from SMB Nation. Harry's going to kind of keep me honest in this, and he's been a great sounding board and resource for me as we've developed AOM World. So this episode of Bowties in Business, stay tuned and learn how to make more money or extend the asset life. Harry, thanks for being here. Can you just give everybody a quick bio and refresh on who you are and everything you do? Sure. Well, a pleasure to be here. Uh, probably, Tim, I'm best known for SMB Nation, a community that is uh, 22 years old, predicated upon right up here, Microsoft small business server. We were excited. We were enthusiastic until uh, Microsoft end of life did in 2014 to uh, encourage people to go to the 365 community office 365 and Microsoft 365. So since then, Tim, and SMB Nation still alive and kicking, but I've been involved in a number of startups from uh, analytics to some, some cutting edge uh, verticals and now uh, life cycle technology lifecycle management and, and asset management. So for people that are listening that aren't from the IT world, or frankly, have never thought about asset management, because a lot of listeners are channel partners and owners and sellers, why do they care? Well, it, it, over at a trade group called IATAM, the leaders, uh, Dr. Barb, a friend of mine, and she says it best that if you're not managing your IT assets, you're not managing your business. And you know, I've come to really learn that um, some, sometimes as an entrepreneur and a, we'll come a finder going out and hunting and gathering IT business, we kind of forget about the minder role, right? And, and that's not for everybody. And, and I've had to evolve into a minder mindset. You've, you've got to manage both your business and your IT assets, or they, trust me, they will manage you. <laughs> And that's why you should care about IT asset management. And it's a, it's a big, big field of study. There's no question about it. And so there's a new term that's coming out, right? And it's total lifecycle management. And it kind of builds on that foundation. And my take on that is actually hardware OEMs, love them or hate them, right? Um, feed off of them or feed from them directly. Um, are predicated on selling you new equipment, selling you new licenses every three years, five years, seven years, right? Anything they can do to compress the refresh cycle. IT asset management actually is sort of the inverse of that, right? It, it, total lifecycle management is stretching the value of something you've had CapEx on additional years. Now, what you do as a corporation can change with that. And we'll talk a lot more about that actually on AOM World. But just to put that thought out there, so if you're a channel partner and you've been living and dying on refresh and now you have the recurring revenue model of people moving to the cloud, total lifecycle management is actually a way to increase your margins, right? While saving yep. your customers money. Yeah. 
it's it's consistent with a podcast I was on yesterday about automation and scalability and and quite frankly for a managed services provider a, a channel partner better known as MSP um, it's it's all about you know saving time and money right that's the new business model. And so if you can extend the life of the asset, uh, you're doing right by the customer um, to save them money and, and, and ultimately time in doing a refresh. And that's the way the world works right now, right? The, the idea, uh, I, I, let me do a little storytelling. Sure. Uh, my great aunt down in Texas, um, and God bless her, she came from an old school, small oil family. But she'd go down every year and buy a brand new Cadillac. That was her thing. <laughs> not a bad thing to have. Not a bad, th- old school. And again, God bless her. But today, Tim, what do you see on robocalls and TV? You see these ads for extended warranties for your car, which is exactly the opposite. And that's the way a lot of people think. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it, it does. And as a guy who just sold a 2006 Honda this past spring, I'm your worst nightmare if you sell new cars. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole nother podcast about the used car market. <laughs> <laughs> so AOM World's a community. And that's part of what I brought you on to talk about because you've built a number of very successful communities. What's your thoughts on why this one matters and where it's different and kind of where it fits? Well, a couple of things. So first of all, um, we really now think in terms of it being an ecosystem. And, and, and let me lay that out. Back in the 90s and 2000s, there were things called user groups, right? For Novell Netware. And you go and there'd be three to 400 members on the third Thursday night. And then that changed to online communities, right? And now I think what we're doing with AOM World, it's fair to call it a community, but I think it's also an ecosystem where we have these interconnections between different communities, stakeholders, and, and, and constituents, right? So we're thinking a little bit bigger than just the old Thursday night user group and trying to add more value. So AOM, AOM World is an ecosystem to, you know, do, do a couple of things. One is to share best practices and asset management, licensing, and so on. Uh, number two, educate the, the members of the AOM World um, on trends and, and opportunities. Uh, n- number three would be uh, a cool tool. So we have a free cool tool that actually helps with asset management and provisioning um, the consumption of uh, third-party maintenance um, extended warranties very quickly in, in a very rapid manner for quoting, right? That was always one of the drawbacks in that world to, to apply an extended warranty was that took too long to get the quote. <laughs> Remember, we talked about automation and scalability, right? So we play really well into some of those conversations. And, and that's kind of it at the baseline. Okay. And, and we teased in the opening about influencers and everybody, or at least my mind goes to Instagram and traditional social media. But influencers actually play a huge role inside of the tech community, especially from a technical resource and an engineering perspective. Thoughts on, you know, how they'll benefit from this ecosystem in this community? Well, I think it goes two, two ways. One is uh, uh, an influencer, you know, they, they need a... Uh, they, 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 they need a congregation to preach to, right? <laughs> Very good analogy. That's what makes them an influencer. So, 
you know, these people tend to be uh, life learners. Uh, they, they read in the morning and they, you know, have the automatic download podcasts and Spotify while they're driving their car, that kind of thing. And so AOM world, I think, will contribute to their, um, their knowledge base, quite frankly, and, and then vice versa. Influencers in the asset management area can then um, have a congregation, a flock that can benefit from their knowledge, right? It's the one who speaks to many. And, and so we're certainly going to play that. And that's reflected in some of the launch partners that we have at AOM World, handpicked people who are uh, successful, you know, both on the technical side and the business side. So you talk about the launch. When the day this comes out, we're actually at CyberFit, the Acronis event in Miami, Florida. We'll be doing yep. some live stuff from down there. But talk about that matchmaker thing, because we've been pretty selective and much with your guidance of who we want to include in these first stages before we open the doors to make sure we got it right. Yeah, well, you know, let me let me give you some perspective from the old uh, my my time as a Microsoft vendor. Um, Microsoft has tried, you know, these things go in cycles. About every few years, Microsoft tries to have a partner connect site, right, where customers can come to Microsoft and connect with the partner, and the partners get all frothy that they're going to get this influx of leads. And they just haven't been able to pull it off. It's hard to scale matchmaking um, and, and do it right. And then, Tim, to be honest, about every time we thought we were getting close, Microsoft legal would step in and squash it because they're worried about the liability, right? Like, what, what if the partner knocks over a statue at someone's home office? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and we connected them. So we're, we're not going down that road. We're going to be a lot more selective and be thinking about you know, I, I guess I'd say authenticity, that uh, there's customers that want to be presented with some IT service providers who, who know what they're doing, and we can help facilitate that. Now, and, and, and it's not going to scale to the um, Microsoft size, right? I, I don't want it to. I think we want to have more of a, you know, quite frankly, more, it, it, it would resemble more of a monthly meetup group where you just get together and you, you do business the old fashioned way, right? By referral, reference, uh, talking it out, a handshake followed by a contract. That's where I see us starting. I may come, you know, ask me in five years when we scale this thing globally, but initially I really think we need to keep an eye on quality and authenticity and um, essentially, uh, it's 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 almost like stacking and ranking partners by their expertise and quality. You know, not quite that formal. So so one of the things that we've put a lot of design time into in creating this is we actually recognize that different types of partners have different needs, right? So when you say quality, often people think size of a partner, and we all know that there's the usual suspects, whether it's twelve or fifty in the IT ecosystem. That everybody, when you say that thinks of those companies. And they're great companies, by the way. I do business with most of them, right? But it's also, we found a way to be inclusive, if you will, of the regional partner and the burgeoning MSP. And frankly, two Joes and a trucker, Fred in the Shed is my old friend Simon says, right? Um, that run a good, healthy business, maybe in an NFL city or maybe even a secondary or tertiary market. And AOM World's a place for them, you know, and is geared intended to be geared towards them getting what they need. Is that fair? Yeah, it is. And, and so we welcome everybody. However, um, 
the the the, the big dogs um, are already in this space and, and established and uh, you know we want them to participate in the community. But AOM World was really uh, designed at the core to also invite the small and medium business um, managed services provider, because Tim, quite frankly, they, they don't have a home right now, and they do have domain expertise in asset management, infrastructure, and so on, and there's a real opportunity, um, so there's that. And then the other thing would be, would be our, the, our level of trust. And, and here's what I mean with the AOM world business model, um, we're not facilitating the third-party maintenance uh, consumption providers to speak directly with the customer, but rather go through an AOM world partner via distribution. Because when it comes time for renewal, we, we don't wanna have a unfortunate incident where the original underwriter, maybe for lack of a better word, sends out a postcard or makes a phone call to the customer and, and quite frankly, cuts the, uh, the MSP partner out of the renewal. So that's also a real pillar of our community. Yeah, and it's foundational for what ZPI does. And for those of you that don't know, Zeppel Productions, Inc., um, I am the CEO of at this point. And we run four brands that go exclusively through distribution. We don't sell directly to end users. We're 100% channel focused. And AOM World is sort of an offshoot of that. Um, branding for people, frankly, to have consolidated resources. So just so everyone knows, you know, no sleight of hand here. Um, with that, Harry, what am I missing? We've got some things on the website. We have four or five key areas. Can we just talk about those to close things out? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in, in a community, in community building, now ecosystem building, you know, you have to have a reason for being, right? And I alluded to that earlier with the small business server skew over my shoulder. Um, and, and when you have a reason for being, you have a, a, an ecosystem and a community. So for us, it's initially going to be education, right? That, that we're putting up a lot of resources to educate uh, primarily or, or more often than not the SMB, MSP on what the opportunity is. Um, then that will scale out to uh, meeting meetups and, and attending events. And, and who knows, maybe we'll uh, host a, an event someday um, to help people, you know, go up the partner maturity continuum, right? That's, that's really where it's at right now is you can't just uh, rest on your laurels and, you know, it's changing too quick, not only on the technical side, but the business model side, but Tim, the one thing we might be missing is the counter cyclical side um, with the, uh, the pandemic economy. Here's what our research showed. And it's backed up by Spiceworks and a new report from uh, IDC. And um, basically the spin shift over the past couple of years went from the infrastructure hardware, the servers, the, the, the internal private clouds, et cetera, over to laptops. Okay. <laughs> And so there was no cash. And these are some businesses that also went to revenue. Uh, I, I'll be generous and say neutral, but really revenue zero. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cleveland Research prior to the pandemic was projecting for 2020 a 9% decline in desktop and laptop. And everybody in that world thought that was okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so the spin shift means that... Uh, the AOM world opportunity is to understand how to extend the life of the infrastructure assets for a fraction of the cost of replacing it as these companies rebuild their IT budgets 
you know, and, and, and there will, of course, be a hardware refresh at, you know, time period five, um, but the opportunity is now. Great. Harry, as always, thanks for being here. For anyone that wants to find Harry beyond the, um, the Corona CyberFit event where we're at as you're catching this, if you're catching it close to when it comes out, you can find him at SMB Nation. Links are in the show notes. And you can also find him on LinkedIn and I will link to his profile there. Harry, as always, thanks so much for being here. Thank you.